Hi, Natalie. Hey, Tara. What's up? How are you? Doing all right. Good. Yeah. And you? Uh, exciting news for me. Oh. I just started watching season 12 of The Amazing Race. <laughs> are you kidding? That's still on? Season well, it's 12? still on, but season 12 is like way, like in the early 2000s still. So this is like oh. one of their first. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hi. How are you? I'm Tara. Hi, I'm Natalie. Let us know if you need anything. We'll be back here behind the counter. But yeah, on this particular season, there's this goth couple from Kentucky and I'm really rooting for them. They <laughs> wear like so much makeup. The girl, it's a girl and a guy and, and she has pink hair and the episode I, I watched most recently was in Burkina Faso in Africa. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And they look so, yeah, they look so out of place, but the children love them. We're running after them, following. Of course, if you see a woman with pink hair and you're like pasty white and your partner is wearing mesh armbands and glitter, I mean, I feel like you're like a superhero at that point. Okay, so wait, these are like, they're doing timed challenges. It's a race. Yeah. What? Yeah, around the <laughs> and world. Yet they find time to get the whole goth shindig going. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Okay. I haven't actually seen them applying their makeup, so I'm hoping that will be something that is included in the in the scenery or like the the real shots of the race. Oh, I love it. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey. Look who it is. Hi. It's Adam Darby, aka DJ Black Sunshine. Hey. <laughs> hey. How's it going? Going well. Welcome to the record store. Yeah. I was actually just telling Natalie about this episode of The Amazing Race that I started last night. That's still on? Yeah, crazy, I said the huh? same thing. Uh, it's still on, but this is an old episode, and it has these two goth characters from Kentucky, but the episode I watched recently okay. was in Africa, in Burkina Faso. Oh, my neck of the woods. Yeah. Adam is formerly from Atlanta. Well, he's from Atlanta, but has moved to Africa and is a goth, I would say, himself. There are some who consider me goth. I, I, there are also those who call me, well, not Tim, but yeah, I, I, uh, I dabble. I am a goth. Goth. It's weird to say those kind of <laughs> things. Amongst other things. Yeah, you, you are... Amongst other you things. You are knowledgeable in many things. A DJ who is knowledgeable about drum and bass and hip hop and indie and yeah, so many genres, but I know you truly love your goth music. Yeah, it's especially, uh, it's, I guess, since living here, uh, you know, the scene, I, I, you take it for things for granted when you're when they're all around you and then living here, it's like, man. <laughs> Where is seed? <laughs> there are some artists here, actually, but um, you got to plant the seed. You know, it's it's much plant the seed, and it's much more of a search. But there are definitely some some good artists that are here. Yeah, just a lot more searching. I'm That's curious, cool. um, what what took you to Africa? Yeah. Uh, so my partner works for the CDC, and so her job brought her here, and by default, oh, nice. I came here. The last thing I thought I'd ever do, but it's been amazing. <laughs> 
like really just tremendous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's super cool. And you still DJ yeah. on Twitch as well. And you have a goth yeah, stream. I do, uh, my Wednesday uh, is called Gotham City, which I was amazed once I'd done that <laughs> one yet. But yes. Uh, yeah. The Gotham City every Wednesday, uh, 12 a.m. GMT. Uh, I do that. Um, and then my Tuesdays are like just random, whatever, usually 80s or 90s or some other decade. I did a whole metal one last time, which is a lot of fun. But yeah, Gotham City is my goth Twitch, and it's just a lot of fun. The, the Twitch community is just so great. Yeah, yeah. Actually, not to bring down the room or anything, but RIP Doll Baby Tina, Wax Tracks, a friend in fame, if anyone was around Twitch in the goth community as well, know that Tina has sadly passed. But yes, so yeah. we sh- could catch you at what twitch.tv slash DJ. Black Sunshine underscore official. Woo-hoo. Black Sunshine, all one word. <laughs> nice. Yeah. There's a lot of new goth music out these days, but I feel like I oftentimes reach for the 80s oh, goth specifically. I don't know why that is. I yeah yeah I I uh, typically try to have a big a pretty good arsenal of the newer stuff. Uh, there are times when I just play all old things. Uh, there was a, there was a conversation that I encountered on Reddit actually recently. Someone was saying that they're tired of all the new goth stuff, and someone else came along and was like, "Well, you're echoing the same thing that happened when they're like, oh, everybody sounds like blah blah blah." It's like, yeah, back in the day, everybody sounded like this was a mercy. Everyone sounded like Zymox. Everyone sounded like you know whoever Ministry. It's just cycle that i think all music goes through yeah. and i saw that chat i was like that same you could probably go to like slash r slash hip-hop and say, everybody sounds That's like true. this mm-hmm. slash r slash whatever like it's yeah this is a, it's a thing that, that happens in music and just in everything so i, I have never felt that way about it <laughs> i was like yes bring more 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 i don't care if it's cheesy if it sounds the same as everything else i just love it that's true, but I have yet to find anyone that sounds like the B-52s. Oh, okay. I keep waiting for it. Where, where's our 2000s B-52s? Who is that? I'm sure it's someone out there is like, you don't know about that? What about that? <laughs> um, yeah, who are, the, who are the 2000s or the, we're past the aughts and past the... The tens, whatever those are called, teens, two thousand teens. The tw- we're in the Roaring Twenties right now. <laughs> roaring. Who are the Roaring Twenties? B- yeah, the, <laughs> the Roaring Twenties, B fifty twos. I'm curious yeah. though, in modern goth music, like where's where's the epicenter of that movement? Like where is goth really hot these days? So right now, I feel like there's a lot of a lot of like more on the electronic side. The the, the popular, you know, like Boy Harsher, uh, uh, like Nouveau Testamento, but like like electronic or like synth wave, dark synth. More of the electronic influence is is the the bands that are more popular. That being said, I mean I could say that, but then there's other bands that are still you know like the you know more like traditional rock sounds like uh and I'll say I'll say newer bands and so they came out three years ago. I'm like yes, there are bands that I found out about. They're new to me. Yeah. So like Knox and Vacula is one of my new favorite bands that I just got started getting into, and they you know they've been around for quite a while. But um I don't know. I I feel like and there's also you know bands that do both. I don't know. I I personally have been leaning more towards the synth pop synth wave like and more harder kind of things mm-hmm. too also uh rue oberkampf oh god i listen to rue oberkampf way too much like they're they every Ooh. song just amazing 
you know, uh, oh, uh, uh, Soft Kill just came out with a new mm-hmm. song. Soft Kill. Yeah. There's just so many, and there's so many, like, good resources that you can, like, there's podcasts, there's YouTube channels, there's Twitch channels. Like, you know, you go listen to, like, Patricia Official, and you're like, okay, there's 500 new bands to listen to. And yeah, <laughs> some, like, goth Latin band or something. Like That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's all, yeah. That's cool. Well, every time we have friends in the store, we like to play this thing called the High Fidelity Game, where we choose, like, a mm. top five of something and and rank them kind of give our top five of the of that topic um would you want to play with us today yeah awesome i got nothing better to do (laughs) you came all the way from africa we have to entertain you yeah and boy my arm's tired yeah (laughs) well we should do something goth for sure what do you think we should do top goth uh, top goth music related? Yes, of course. You know, I, I like, you know, I, I, I am very into uh, finding things out. And I think that I'm always surprised when I hear songs and they actually end up that they're not an original song by the artist, that they're like a cover. Yeah. That is something that I, I love. I love when that happens. Covers and samples are like, give me joy. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. So top five goth covers. Yeah, mm. I think that that's sounds a good one. great. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, I'm going to kick it off because I think it's my turn to start. And weirdly enough, Mr. Adam Darby, you are wearing the shirt of the first band on my list today. You stole one of mine already, Don't, didn't you? No spoilers. <laughs> okay. Okay. This, the song is No Rain. The band is Drab Majesty. <laughs> So yeah, this is a cover of Blind Melon's song, No Rain. Originally came out in 1992, but Drab Majesty put this version out in 2019 from their third album called Modern Mirror. Deb Demure and Mona D are this synth pop band, Drab Majesty. And yeah. Quite unexpected as a cover. And when I heard it, I was just like, holy moly, what the heck? (laughs) This works somehow. I don't get it, but I like it. And so, yeah, I I had to put it on the list, which I'll say my list is kind of a blend of like new and old. So this is one of the newer ones. And yeah, it's just such a like unexpected one for me that I had to put it on the list. So obviously you've heard that one. Oh, you're gonna. You don't have to switch it. Mm-hmm. It's fun to have overlap too. By the way, have you heard this one yet, Natalie? I actually have. I don't know how. I don't know in what context, but I am familiar with this song. What are your thoughts on on this song? No, I think it's. I think it's fun. I loved the original. Um, yeah, me too. So I think it's just kind of like when you when you hear stuff you love completely flipped on its head. It's always kind of intriguing. So yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. It is totally flipped on its head. I would love to see a goth version of the 90s music video with the B girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like yeah. all in like goth. Yeah, like up, crying like, black mascara oh, everywhere. Man. Yeah, yeah. That would be really good. Would be amazing. It would be amazing. There's every, I say like every like every like couple of years on like, I do that search. Like what happened to the B girl? Oh, doing? you know what? Actually, I haven't told Natalie about you Um is that Adam, you often will come in for Dragon Con and DJ these massive oh, yeah. parties. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. So you're like an official Dragon yeah, Con I, DJ. 
Yeah, it, it's it started with like one. Actually, it, it was started sporadically. I actually did a couple. I did like a parade DJ for Joystick Game Bar, and then like that spawned into DJing for like the Venture Brothers party, and then just some spotty. And then one year, my friend Christina me up and was like, "Hey, do you want to DJ this Doctor Who ball?" I'm like. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and that just kicked it off. And now, yeah, now I'm booked for every night of con. Wow. Um, and it's just so much fun. Yeah. We do a Stranger Things party on Thursday. The uh, goth party is on Friday. The uh, last year was, was uh, Open Casket um, <laughs> with me and the guys from Vision Video. Cool. Amazing goth band. If you aren't into them, then you should be. Check them out. People get tattoos of them. Wow. On their on their bodies. Yeah. <laughs> and Goth Dad is just a part of that band. <laughs> Um, just great people. Um, and then, yeah, the Saturday night, the aquarium and Sunday nights, the Dr. Who ball. And it's just- so cool. But yeah, I was thinking it would be great if you went as the B girl in goth form <laughs> for Dragon Con. I, I am planning on, 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 uh, doing a bit more than just wearing like my, my goth t-shirt and stuff this year. <laughs> I, I'm planning on getting someone to give me some full, full on treatment. What, like know? Edward Scissorhands so, or something? Something. <laughs> Seems like it'd be hard to DJ in that cosplay. That's true. Probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, one time uh, Adam was Lil John Snow. Like Lil John. <laughs> that's hysterical. Oh, Lil John Snow. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> that, that's, that one got retired, but I, I might bring it back. Like, if, if any, any Game of Thrones stuff becomes prevalent again. <laughs> yeah. 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 True. <laughs> okay. Okay. Moving on to my number yeah. four. Yeah. Susie and the Banshees covering the passenger. I am the passenger. So yeah, I had to put this one on my list because I just saw Susie and the well, not Susie and the Banshees. I just saw Susie Sue from Susie and the Banshees mm. at Cruel World. And I saw Iggy Pop, who does the original, The Passenger. I am the passenger, and I ride, and I ride. He did his original 1977. They covered The Passenger 1987. But Iggy Pop and Susie Sue were both at Cruel World back-to-back. And I was thinking, my God, if they don't do The Passenger, they should do The Passenger together. Please, come on. This is an obvious thing. Please. Did they? They did not. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't understand uh, it. I know. I knew as soon as Iggy Pop started, I was like, okay, she's going to come out. But then why would she come out before her debut on her set after not touring for so long and not being in the United States? So I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. I feel bad. I, I, I have mixed emotions about all those. <laughs> the, the, like, I'm like, oh, man, that sucks that they didn't play it. And then I'm like, ha, 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 I wasn't there. So maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was still really wonderful to see both of them. But uh-huh. yeah, um, but yeah, yeah Susie and the Banshees covered the Passenger for their all cover version album called Through the Looking Glass, and they added some brass arrangements to it. It was really good, and it, it even made the charts in the UK top. I think like forty one. It made it to the the charts at number forty one. Even Iggy Pop said that they did a good job and that he really liked the the horns. So. Very cool. But yeah, I love this. And it was hard to choose which Susie cover to put on my list, actually. But I I had to go with this one because of the Iggy and Susie thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. All right. Number three. Another new one. Mm -hmm. And this one is also local. Oh. Oh. Yes. Number three is 
From 2019, the band is Twins and the song is Wicked Game. So Twins is the alter ego of Matthew Weiner in Atlanta, Georgia, and he covers Chris Isaac's 1989 hit, Wicked Game. Removes the whole like slide guitar, turns it into like a whole new wave 80s gothy vibe. Still has like an 80s vibe to it though, I, I must say. Also sped up maybe like 10 beats per minute. So yeah, it's, it's totally different than the original, but it's wonderful. I just heard that song for the first time today. Shut the front door, really? Like, literally just listened to it today, yeah. No way! That, that cover, yes. Oh, yes, it was on one of my, one of my, uh, one of my, one of my, my YouTube subscriber channels. That's so good, yeah. <laughs> Matt, awesome. Matt says, uh, Wicked Game has been one of my favorite songs since I first saw the Stimmy music video on MTV as a young child. I haven't recorded any covers as twins, but after doing a bunch of karaoke with friends over the past year or two, I've started to think about certain songs in a way that inspired me to filter them through my own imagination. And I think he j- he just nails it. He has kind of a nice awesome. baritone voice and yeah he's like wicked good yeah, it was really yeah, good so good you said this was 2019 i liked it yeah okay that's interesting i have not heard this i should check this out i feel like the song wicked game though absolutely lends itself to a cool like goth recreation i can see how that would totally work totally oh yeah 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 it really works all right yeah we are flying through this list <laughs> all right number two <laughs> Uh, number two is by This Mortal Coil, and it is Song to the Siren, 1983. Originally written by Tim Buckley as a poem to his writing partner, Larry Beckett. And you say Sail to me, sail to me, let me unfold you. And it was released in 1970 on his album Star Sailor originally, but then I think also part of uh, anthology from a live performance from the final episode of The Monkees, which I was just like, wait, what? What? <laughs> that was, I didn't know <laughs> that he played that on yeah. The Monkees. Uh, let alone the final episode of The Monkees. But yeah, This Mortal Coil covers it in 1983. This Mortal Coil is a collective of musicians on 4AD label, Elizabeth Fraser, the queen herself of ethereal music, and guitarist Robin Guthrie of Cocteau Twins under the guise of, or under the, the, the leadership of Ivo Watson. Ivo Watts Russell. Okay, yes. Ivo Watts Russell. <laughs> and also, I didn't know this. I don't think I've heard this. Maybe I have and I've just forgotten. But Elizabeth Frazier also recorded a duet with Jeff Buckley, who is Tim's son, yeah. um, after yeah. developing all yeah, a personal relationship yeah. with him. All flowers in time turn towards the sun. <sighs> so sad. R.I.P. It's so sad. Both of them. Tim and Jeff. Tragic. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. So she, yeah, she was a little, she did not want that, that, that song to, to even get out and it got out. 
inevitably as things do because internet and whatever but yeah that's yeah I, I just so that song just and also famously not, well not famously also famous to me <laughs> uh there's a song by uh an artist called uh the messiah they're like oh. a 90s like a rave you know something you know, yeah song? That samples songs of the siren. Do you dream? You dream about me? They sample it. I read about it. I don't remember that one, but yeah, I read about that. I used to wash. I used to wash my parents' car to that song. Really? It's blasted, and the neighbors like, "Who is this kid?" I'd be like, "Rave, doing my rave dances while I'm washing the car." So I heard that that sample before I even heard any of this mortal coil. That was when I was a raver. So, oh man, awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, I just think Elizabeth Fraser's voice is, just, yeah, it's like hauntingly beautiful. And this song that was, you know, very folky and she made it just with her voice alone, this a true sirens song, I would say. She is my favorite voice vocalist of all. Oh, yes, I, I 100% agree. Same. Ooh, I have Chili Willies just thinking of it. <laughs> okay, here we are. Number one, drum roll, Nine Inch Nails, Dead Souls. Nice. Oh, good one. From the 1994 Crow soundtrack. Uh Uh-huh. But yeah, Dead Souls, originally done by Joy Division. In 1979, and released on their compilation album Still. Of course, R.I.P. Ann Curtis, a year later, died of suicide. But the song, Dead Souls, is... This is interesting to me because I didn't know this, but it's considered to be about a schizophrenic man as evidenced by the lyric, a duel of personalities. And then they also say, they keep calling me. Did you know that? Like, it makes sense, but I had no idea. Yeah. I was just reading about the whole history and yeah, that came up. Yeah. Cool fact. Cool story, bro. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, uh, Joy Division, other members of Joy Division went on to form New Order, but... Yeah, I just, this song, especially for the movie and especially for when it played in the movie, is so perfect because they play it in the first revenge scene and it's called Dead Souls. So you just feel, you know, if anyone knows The Crow, I don't think it's a spoiler that. Wait, wait, it's, wait, 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 I'm going to plug my ears because I actually haven't seen it. I was going to make a confession. I know it's crazy. I've never seen The Crow. Shut the front. I'm going to plug my ears. There you go. But like it's in the <laughs> plot line. I don't want to say it then. If you think it's like in the, it's then like the whole say. basis of the movie is this guy. Oh who, man! Okay. Like I should watch it. Yeah. I I, w- I won't even say what I was about to say about the movie. Oh no! I, I can go to the break that, room and like come uh, back. Burn. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's no, fine. no, no. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> My 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 track from that soundtrack is "Burn." Always like, oh god, that. Yeah, but it's not a cover. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but I like it. It's so good. Yes, but also the soundtrack itself for The Crow has so many covers on it. Not just "Dead Souls" by Nine Inch Nails. Is also there's also uh, 
the Rollins Band covers Ghost Rider by Suicide and Pantera covers The Badge by Poison Idea. And I think there's another uh, another one on there. Time that's... Baby is on there too. And that's not really a cover, but it's like a sequel or something, is it? right? It's medicine. Yeah. Not a cover, but a sequel. A sequel to something. another it's song? It's like Time Baby 2. Time Baby 3, yeah. Time Baby 3, yeah. But it's like there's something about it. It's not like... It's a version. It's a different um, version. Yeah. Kind of. Different version-ish. And then also last fun fact of just The Crow in general is that Nine Inch Nails were actually supposed to perform in the movie instead of My Life with a Thrill Kill Cult. Oh. Which they're also on the soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's my list. Nice. Lost and Thrill Kill. Cool. Yeah. A little overlap. But <laughs> it's okay, yeah. I mean, great minds cool. think alike. That, that just means, yeah, I mean, you know, great minds. It, it's as as long as I've known you, that's always been like it's going to happen. Yeah, and, you know, I was like, Sarah, do you know this? <laughs> yeah, I know this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam and I have been tight friendships for a long time, so I, yeah, I assume yeah. there's going to be some overlap, of course. Yeah, <laughs> and and also we'll do short lists at the end, so we can. Maybe cover even more bases there. But I'm excited uh, to yeah, hear what cool. you both have to share for your lists. Cool. Go for it, Adam. Uh, all right. My turn? Yeah, okay. show us what you got. Uh, I'm going to start off with, this is a live cover. It's on session, uh, David Ken Jensen sessions. It's uh, Sisters of Mercy. Covering Jolene by Dolly Parton. Jolene, 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 Jolene. And it's just the first time I heard it, I was just like, wait, what is this? Like, <laughs> is this what I'm thinking of? Because you hear other covers, you're like, oh, yeah. But this is like one of those that's kind of, uh, well, I don't know, goth and country music, both similar kind of themes, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. But it's just Andrew Eldritch is like, Jolene. <laughs> You know, like his voice just singing this this song. Like, I don't know. I, I really, it really caught me off guard. And um, yeah, I, 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 I heard that. I was like, I was like, I got to put this on the list. Yeah. Um, it was between that one and then also, you know, Strawberry Switchblade also covered that. Yes. Covered the song. Well, it's a lot of covers, but yeah. Um, that was the other goth new wave kind of cover that I was going to consider, but just sisters like, yeah. Yeah, they were on my <laughs> short list, the Strawberry Switchblade Jolene cover. Yeah. I have, so I've heard from several. Have you seen them live before? Because I keep hearing that. Do they not tour? Live. Hmm? Wait, who? Sisters of Mercy yeah. or Strawberry Switchblade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I haven't. No, not Strawberry <laughs> I have not seen Sisters of Mercy live, no. You heard they're not great, though? I think that the last... I heard they're not great live, but then I think that the last time I heard someone saw them live, that they actually were good. Traditionally, not good. Huh. I hear that a lot about a lot of goth bands, but then, you know, what are they doing? I mean, I hear that about Evan Dando and the Lemonheads all the time, but every time I see them, I think that they're great. Yeah. It could just be the people are too judgy or something. Yeah. Evan Dando. Oh. My... Uh, yeah, he he was at the uh, at the um, Highland End, and my friend Jeff Birdman, classic Atlanta DJ, uh, was working there, and he had some story about hanging out with Evan Dan. <laughs> he tells it better than anybody, so I won't. Uh, cool. My next song is a Led Zeppelin song. Oh, uh, it's immigrant song, but it's covered by. 
Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross and Karen O. Whoa. Yeah, that's a good one. When did that come out? Uh, That came out in, let's see. Is that the one that goes, Yes. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that came out in 2011. It was on the Girl to Dragon Tattoo uh, soundtrack. So you probably heard it and were like, yeah. I've never seen Um, the movie. I've read the book, but I haven't seen the movie. This is one of those, this is an entire, uh, entire uh, talk about spoilers. Then I will not spoil you on that movie. <laughs> That's okay. I guess you've read the book. I read so the whatever. book, yeah. Spoiler, I but, know the story. But it's just so good. Like, if anyone was going to cover this, Karen O, again, one of my favorite vocalists, um, and just entirely suited to this. And then, you know, Trent Reznor and, and Atticus came in, coming in like this. It's like a perfect cover to me. There's covers that, you know, I hear and I'm like, oh, this is good. Yeah, this is like perfect. Like it just totally like fits every single, you know, uh, part of what you would want. Yeah. If, you know, if you were going to hear a cover of, of, of the song. Yeah. Cool. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I need to listen to it. Uh, I've never, I still haven't gotten to see Nine Inch Nails uh, live. So. Oh, I have. Yeah, it's hard out here. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, have you seen Nine Inch Nails? Working on it. I have seen Nine Inch Nails. I saw them um, right before I saw New Order, like back to back. It was a pretty kick ass oh, show. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Gosh. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Dang. Moving on. Uh, this is number three Strange Fruit, originally by Billie Holiday. Strange Fruit. From the poplar trees. The cover that I love of it. I mean, the original is the original one. It's oh, written by someone else, but there's you dumb about Billy Holiday, the Cocteau Twins. Just. Oof. Again, Elizabeth, you know, she goes with, you were talked about earlier how she took the song to the siren and put her voice in it. And this is, she takes this song and like, I don't know, like if I had heard her before, I heard her, heard her and then like just someone told me, oh, she does Strange Fruit. It kind of lives outside of her. I don't, I don't want to put say that she has like a, a realm or like a bailiff or whatever, but like it kind of lives outside of the rest of stuff that she's done, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, she does like what Frosty the Snowman and like Fruitopia, you know, yeah, like yeah. commercials, whatever. But still, like that. But that this is like it just lives on its own in her catalog to me, like all on its own, and it's just so good. So just very powerful. Yeah, and I've never heard a non-powerful version of the song. Right. It's just, yeah, but um, it's already so haunting with the lyrics. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it started out as a poem, but yeah, yeah, Oof. it's a good one. It's a good choice. Yeah. Oh, Elizabeth Frazier. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that was, let's see, one, two, three. Was that number four? Yeah, that was three. That's three. Does it have two more? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my next song, Ziggy Stardust, uh, sung by Bauhaus. Ziggy play guitar, jamming good with Grid and Gilly, and the spiders from Mars. He played it left hand. Originally sung by David Bowie. Now Ziggy played guitar, 
Coming good with weather and gaily and the spiders from Mars. Song is one of my go to. It is, I've done it at karaoke probably more. It's catching up more than like a lot of other songs. <laughs> Love Shack? Um, it d- <laughs> yes, it's catching up with Love Shack. It's catching up with The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Oh you my know. gosh. Um, yeah, I, I think I have actually started singing uh, like Daniel Ash, like on like everything at any karaoke I do. <laughs> so, you know, but yeah, man, like uh, just. I don't know. It's love this version of it. Uh, so far, so I went as far as to make sure that I had that version in my karaoke files, you know, so that I could sing it whenever I want to. <laughs> it's just so good, you know. You can Im- immediately tell when you hear it that this is not like the Bowie version, yeah. but the, you know, not that the Bowie version is not you know iconic and amazing. This you know song, but yeah, I love it so much. <laughs> I think Beavis and Butt had reviewed a video of that song mm-hmm. of that cover. They did. Yeah. What? So you know how they do the music video reviews <laughs> thing? Beavis and Butthead? I think they... No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to trying to conjure it up in my head. Sorry, I meant I sing like like Peter Murphy, not Daniel Lash. Okay, I was about to say, who is Daniel I love Daniel Lash, Lash too much. I love him. He's a guitarist, but I love him so much that I insert him into anything related. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Beavis and Butthead do a music video review of Bauhaus Ziggy Stardust. Uh, well. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'll have to find that because I play the video on my Twitch stream too. Yeah. So maybe I'll just, I'll, I'll instead of playing that, I'll like play the Beavis and Butthead like review of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll put it on the store website also. Yeah. I'm sure they, they, they really, they seize upon the. On the uh, God-given ass <laughs> line. I mean, Peter Murphy's <laughs> voice is... He had some nads. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sure they told that. <laughs> now, I, <laughs> now I have to watch it again immediately. <laughs> but no, Peter Murphy's voice is so good. It is very close to Bowie's. I mean, I... Ugh, it feels weird to say yeah. that. Like, I feel like you can't, yeah. like, be careful. Don't talk I'll, about I'll David it, yeah, Bowie like that. that. But, <laughs> but yeah, he's got such a good voice. Yeah. I've started, yeah, like I said, everything I do, I was like, oh, Peter Murphy, how would he do this? Undead, undead, undead. <laughs> and bring your jukebox <laughs> money. <laughs> I love it. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I have a question for you before uh-huh. you go any further. So this is more like a a goth culture question. So you have people who are like interested in the music and things like that. But at what point are you like a certified goth? People who call themselves a goth. What's the criteria? I mean, the criteria really, honestly, is just listening to the music and being having an interest in the music. It's a music-based subculture, uh, a music-based culture. So, you know, you could be... You could like wear like, you know, button downs and and a tie and all the time or all the time and, and, and like... Just if you love the music, that's because the music just it's it's a musical genre. Not that others don't, but it's a musical genre that like a feeling and an emotion and, you know, and like a um, just a a way of being, even if it's not overt, is is just intrinsic to it. And so I think that if you're into the music, then you can you can say that you're goth. I don't think there's any kind of like guidelines really, but like listening to music is the most important part. You'll hear this debate all over Mm -hmm. like. 
whatever. But like, <laughs> yeah, I think that that is the number one and all, you know, the style of dress and all that. Actually, I read there was actually another uh, another thread on Reddit that I read it recently that was like, what do you call someone who dresses goth but doesn't listen to the music? A poser. And people are saying, oh, <laughs> they're just spooky, you know, spooky or like alt or whatever, <laughs> um, you know interested in 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 gothic mm-hmm. fashion you can that that's totally possible you know i guess you know they probably would face some people like oh to see them wearing like you know the outfit and like oh there's you know uh, uh you know sister's mercy you're playing next week you're going like who are you talking about your poser yeah <laughs> yeah i mean there's 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 a whole i mean there's like gothic lolita like in japan mm-hmm. that like i'm sure I, I don't i'm not sure if they if that's like a, if they are like into the culture i don't know that's yeah, maybe they listen like, to metal mm-hmm. exclusively, like yeah. baby metal. Yeah. Or what's it, baby yeah. pink? Wait. Yeah, baby metal. Yeah. Oh, okay, baby metal. That's yeah, a, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I yeah. was like, wait, it's not baby yeah. metal. That's yeah. too obvious. <laughs> I've seen them. Yeah. But yeah, I think that listening to the music is just key. Listening to music, supporting artists, that's that's all you need. There's people that I, that I like uh, are on my Twitch stream or that are in other Twitch streams that I've been to and like, you know, they, they straight up identify like they, they're like, yeah, I don't if you looked at me and you saw me, I don't, it's not like you see me at work and see me out and like, oh, here's your goth outfit. Like they are every day, like just themselves and not, you know, they don't go wearing band T-shirts, whatever, but they just love and enjoy the music and feel it. And that's what makes you goth. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> I like that answer. And it seems like it seems like a really inclusive community, too. I think a lot of people have this this misguided notion that you know, goth culture is really closed off and like aggro yeah. or whatever. But the interactions I've had, it just seemed really open, you know? Uh, like some of, some of the nicest people I know are like goth. Like, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'll go out to, to clubs in Atlanta and like, I've had people come and like, you know, I've had some parties and like, oh, should I come to the party? Like, I'm not like goth. I'm like, no, just come. They're the most friendly people, you know, and especially, at least in our scene in, in Atlanta, like with, as with any scene, there's, you know, there's people who will be dramatic or people who will whatever, but like, for the most part, I've never, it's like, if you go, the people who, if you have a problem, they will look out for you. Um, mm-hmm. If you, and if, and if, and yeah. if, if anybody ever doesn't find that way, then talk to me and I'll point you to the right people. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's really like that, you know, varies from scene to scene, of course, you know, funny. I, I actually was asked that about the nerd community once. So people, uh, I was in an interview with someone and they were like, oh, nerds, nerd community. I was like, yeah, you know, you're the outcast. So you are accepting to people. Not always the case. A lot of nerds are really shitty. <laughs> a lot of gatekeeping <laughs> going on there. There is a lot um, of yeah, gatekeeping. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I think that the scene is also yeah, it is it is a really in- inclusive. It, it has grown more so. There are definitely uh, challenges for people uh, of not traditional goth. I don't know, like you know pe- people of color or like you know disabled disabilities there's like uh, definitely like the challenges with any subculture or, or any like thing you're into there's going to be people who are crappy you know yeah um definitely but mm-hmm. i think that that's opening up i actually did a whole twitch stream i was a part of a, sho- a shoegaze raid i did half of my set was like all plc uh shoegaze bands yeah <laughs> cool what's your number two uh but was that my number oh, two? was that your I number two two more or one more I think that was my number two. I got one more. Okay, yeah. So yeah. sorry, I think you're at so, number one. Yeah. When I started thinking about songs for this list, when I started thinking about it, I was like, man, there's so many songs that I've, I was like, this is a cover? There's a lot of God songs. <laughs> like, this is a cover? One of the number ones that got me, though, is um, Lay Lady Lay and sung by Ministry. Ministry. 
but originally by Bob Dylan. Right. Lay, lady, lay, lay across my big friend's bed. And I was like, this is a Bob Dylan song. I had, <laughs> I had never heard the Dylan song before. I, really? I like Bob Dylan, but I'm not, yeah, I, I'm not like as knowledgeable about it, about him his, and his songs. Um, but uh, yeah, I had heard the ministry song a million times. I play it, I love it. It's awesome. So yeah, Bob Dylan originally wrote it. Um, I think it was supposed to be on the soundtrack for Midnight Cowboy, mm. but then it didn't make it onto there. Yeah, this awesome song, both versions. So the, the ministry version is like the ministry back when you know they first started and they were more like kind of synthy and yes. more 80s and more kind of like, yes. you know, and then it like <laughs> flipped. Someone was talking about this earlier, like, what if Ministry went back and re-recorded all their early songs in their current kind of sound and then did all their current songs and back into the 80s sound? That would make a cool album. Would it? Would it though? Would it be cool? That's a good idea. It would be cool. Man. I, 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 I love... I, I love oh, that jinx. kind of stuff. Sorry. <laughs> I can sign that. <laughs> Work for love is the jam. Work for love. That's love. almost so. <laughs> that's a good list. Yeah, yeah. And I had a lot of fun thinking about it. It was really cool. There, there's a lot that I left off. There's a cover of uh, Kylie Minogue "Can't Get You Out of My Head" by Clan of Zymox. It's really, it's really Wait, good. Save your short uh, lists. Save your short list items. Okay, Natalie. Na- yeah. <laughs> Natalie's turn. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was a great list. I'm really shocked, though, that we haven't had yeah. more overlap. And with my list, there is no, there's no overlap at all. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm excited to hear it. Though. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, first, before we start, though, can I share with you both a tragic goth story from my youth? Please. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> I, I just, it like conjured this memory. I'm like, oh my God, this is a repressed memory from high school. Um, <sighs> so I've kind of, I've had like an interest in goth. My interest in, in goth music was kind of, um, it's more on the fringe, like in the industrial rock or or like dancey or techno kind of area. Yeah. Yeah. I've always loved that kind of music, right? And I guess in high school for a hot minute, I got really into the culture. And I say like a super hot minute because I was uh, abruptly, I had to abruptly stop it when I was clowned by a group of jocks in the hallway. It was like straight out of a 90s teen drama. Oh no. But um, <laughs> I just have this memory of coming to school. And I think I knew that I looked crazy. Like the, the elements weren't meshing. I wasn't doing it right for whatever reason. I had on my Doc Martens. I had on like some dark shiny pants. I had on this crazy psychedelic button down shirt. I had this dog collar on that I freaking loved. I was really obsessed with wearing dog collars for a while and the makeup thing, the dark lipstick, everything. But the the, the element that really set it off that week, my sister, who's a stylist, she gave me a roller set I don't know if any people know what that is, but they just, it's just a yeah. bunch of rollers no, yeah. in your hair, right? Yep. So you just have like this, this poof of curls and my hair yeah. had been dyed kind of a dark red at the time. So I looked straight up like a goth Ronald McDonald. Oh, it no. was not a good oh, look. No. And I remember <laughs> no. walking down the hall so uncomfortable. Like you can't really hide because you're just, you've got like every color in the rainbow on your body. And I'm just like walking down and there was a group of dudes standing at a locker 
all in their letterman jackets and they just stopped what they were doing and fell out laughing at me. Aww. Like, <laughs> the most intense guffaw. No, it's all good because I looked crazy. And I'm today I'm happy that I gave them such a good laugh. They probably had a great day of classes because they saw <laughs> that crazy girl walking around looking like Ronald McDonald. Um, but then Aww. I was like, okay, maybe, maybe the fashion isn't for me. Maybe I should just stick to the music. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I still have that dog collar somewhere. Okay, nothing good ever comes from Pete dudes in love. Yeah. Oh, they're so that. cruel, man. They're so cruel. <laughs> it's okay. I think they all peaked in high school. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, yes, usually definitely. always the case with jocks. <laughs> I feel like we all have had moments like that, right? Like I bought this <sighs> like all green poly, like pea green, like pea, like the vegetable green, cooked pea green. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Polyester suit. And it had flared pants, just like lightly flared. Cause you know, the nineties were about that mm-hmm. in some ways. And I even to go with it had this like sheer button down shirt that just would peek through the top of the jacket. Cause like I said, green jacket, green pants. I wore the full look to the movies once and I was in line to get a ticket And I think my friends were inside or something, or maybe they hadn't gotten there yet. But these girls behind me were laughing and saying stuff about me, and I could hear everything. And I was so mortified, and I felt so silly that it was total just like a green, skinny, green bean. I mean, I've always been tall, skinny, and I was, I sure looked like a vintage green bean. And Oh, please. I bet you look fabulous, (laughs) let me just say. Do you know what's so funny is that I still can wear that shit, and I... Yeah. Love it now. <laughs> I was about to say, like, the thing you wear that probably at, at Heartbeats or something. I have worn this outfit, like, still <laughs> yeah. to this day, I can wear this outfit. It's yeah. a little You were tighter. ahead of your time. <laughs> what? You were just ahead of your time. I was they ahead of my time. Yeah. So were you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think I've always played it pretty safe. Oh. <laughs> well, as, as, a, as a young person. Wait, I've seen pictures of you wearing, like, stove jeans and that was cool though that was like jinkos man everybody's true. Jinkos. <laughs> all right well thank you all for right. letting me get that off my chest <sighs> i love it like that deep in the folds of my brain matter i had to get it out all right so here's my list number five exorcist smells like teen spirit Nice. I yes. don't know this one. Yeah, I don't know how I came across this one. It's probably just a random playlist, some mixes. That's how I came across most of the most of these, really, to be honest. Um, smells like Teen Spirit, of course, Nirvana's biggest hit. From Nevermind. So Exorcist is a one-man project from Peter Stone, aka DJ Bat. And he's been in the game and releasing music since 1990. And this cover appears on the 1993 EP called Bitches. <laughs> yeah, so there's, I mean, there's nothing like really super notable about it. It's pretty straightforward as a cover, but it is in that yeah. industrial electro dark wave lane that I've, you know, been more drawn to in the goth world. So I enjoy nice. it. Nice. Cool. All right. I'll check that one out. Yeah, yeah, me too. I remember when like Kurt Cobain passed away and my parents like called me at like three. Are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, yes, I'm fine. You listen to that rock music, don't you? I was like, yeah, I know. I like them. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> My yeah. parents just were like, oh, 
stupid guy. Why did he do that? You know, kind of thing. That's a little insensitive. And then, yeah. <laughs> but they did call me when Michael Jackson died. Oh, me I too. Was interesting. Uh, yeah. My parents uh, called me. And then I had a friend call me when uh, Chris Cornell passed away. That was another oh, big one. Man. Uh, yeah. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The legends. Uh, totally, totally. All right. Number four Faith in the Muse, Running Up That Hill. Yes. I love this I love one. Yeah. So we all know Running Up That Hill from Kate Bush. One of her biggest hits of all time. Uh, Faith and the Muse is the duo Monica Richards and William Faith, who joined forces in 1993. And their flavor of goth rock is cool. It kind of incorporates folk elements, Celtic mythology, and even um, more recently, some Japanese mythology. So Ooh. I just I just like their whole mystical vibe. It's really cool. This cover appears on Vera Casa, a two-disc collection of demos, live and rare tracks that came out in 2001. Again, it's a pretty faithful cover. It, you know, they just have like the rock guitar in place of the original synths. So I think it definitely tries to preserve the vibe of the original. And it's just a really solid version. And the vocals are really pretty and... I like it. They are awesome. They also used to play Dragon Con, I think, a fair amount. I don't know if they have recently, but they, they did before. They're, I love Faith in the Muse. They're oh, that's so cool. Good. Uh, yes. oh, what time, like around what time did, were they in Atlanta for Dragon Con? Um, it's probably, let's see, the last time I saw them on a lineup, this is 2023. It was probably in the, in the mid-2010s, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah, because I remember the first time I saw, I went to see them. They played, and then Crew Shadows have been playing Dragon Con forever. So I think it was like they were both playing. That's when I was in my nascent, like really getting into like the goth culture, like <laughs> time. So baby goth, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, baby baby bat, yeah, but an old baby bat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three is Christian Death, Gloomy Sunday. So Man, I don't know any of these you're throwing out here. I mean, I know the originals, but not the yeah. actual. Yeah, so this one's, this one's pretty heavy. Um, so the song, of course, well, the original song comes from like 1933 during the Great Depression. Um, but for me personally, I grew up with the 1941 version from Billie Holiday. Sunday is gloomy. in Bjork's version, of course. <laughs> so I just, I love this song just in general. It has some of my favorite lyrics of all time, which is pretty dark, I'll admit. Um, but I just think it's beautifully written, very poetic. And Christian Death was formed in LA in 1979, and they are considered one of the pioneers of gothic death rock. This cover appears on Atrocities, their 1986 concept album about the effects of World War II on the European psyche. What a concept. Uh, right? That's awesome. It's heavy. What? Um, love, That's wild. Yeah, Christian Death are awesome too. They they had they have they have new tracks that they've been putting off. They're they're really good. Yeah, they've been going for a long, long time. Yeah. Tara, if you haven't heard heard this before, well, it's it's just a beautiful cover. The singer and keyboardist, Jatan Damone, 
really, really beautiful vocals on this track. And the music is very minimal and brooding. There's no percussion. Mm -hmm. You just got the bass kind of carrying it forward, some light piano, some really sad droning guitars in the background. It's just so mm. haunting and evocative. You know, it's it's a good cover. It sounds like awesome. I would really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My number two is Susie and the Banshees, Helter Skelter. So I know Susie and the Banshees, they've done lots and they've done lots of covers, but I was always partial to the Beatles ones, like this one in Dear Prudence. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. This, this <laughs> song from the White Album, of course, from the Beatles. Susie and the Banshees, they were almost the first band to record this cover. They were definitely the first to release a cover of the song in 1978 on their debut album, The Scream. But Aerosmith had already recorded a version uh, during their sessions for Toys in the Attic in 75. But that cover didn't see the light of day. It wasn't released until 91. So. Oh, man. Hmm. Now I have, a, I just immediately in my head, I was thinking about Susie covering Dream On. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be dope, actually. That would be actually. pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I like that. We can, yeah. we can do it with AI now. Let's just type it oh, in. True. Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> I use AI like... I use it every day, but like the singing, the, the, there's like a line and that's, uh, yeah. What it, yeah. It feels it's freaky, <laughs> but I love yeah. her Dear Prudence cover, hers. I mean, there's their yeah. cover of Dear Prudence. Yeah. So wonderful. Yeah. I think, I think for me, this cover is a really good example of how to, how to make a cover that finds a good balance between like the original and respecting the source material while adding mm -hmm. clear yeah. elements of your own style, you know? Um, yeah. They've yeah. got like that slow buildup at the front, the slight changes in melody. You know, they just do some cool stuff. It's just super post-punk and very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Susie all day. Yep. <laughs> For sure. My number one pick is Bauhaus' Third Uncle. Yes. That is my ultimate favorite. So, wow. <laughs> Third Uncle from Brian Eno. Um, it's the opening track on his album, Taking Tiger Mountain by Strategy from 1974, which is insane. Like that song was so ahead of the curve and like to this Eno. day does not sound at all dated. I don't know yeah. how the man does it. Incredible. So He's Bauhaus, always ahead of the curve. Yeah, for sure. Bauhaus covered this on their 1982 album, The Sky's Gone Out, and it's actually the opening track of the album, which is quite a way to start. It makes, makes quite a statement. And uh, I think they really managed to capture that driving energy of the song. For me, it's not as raw and manic as Eno's. I think I still prefer the original, but it's definitely got that fun, in-your-face intensity. Yeah, it's such a good song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I have, I have, a, I have the, um, the Sky's Gone Out shirt, and so my daughter goes to a German school here in Nairobi. It's weird. But, um, <laughs> and uh, I wear my Bauhaus shirt, like just hoping some parents will go, oh, Bauhaus. <laughs> but it never happens. <laughs> some people, though, are like, this guy is wearing his Bauhaus shirt literally every time I see him. Well, apparently <laughs> I'm known at the school. We were at some party and her teacher was like, oh, yeah, they know when you come. Oh, here comes that Baba. 
Baba is 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 Swahili for her dad or for for father Papa. Oh, that Baba! Here comes that Baba. I'm like, <laughs> I guess I'm like known because I have like tattoos and wear goth <laughs> shit to my child school. You're like cool, <laughs> Baba. Right. Uh, have either of you seen Bauhaus Live? Yeah. Well, okay. I have only <laughs> seen Pop Tone, uh, which is part of the members of Bauhaus. I have not seen the Bauhaus themselves. When I <laughs> tell the story of Bauhaus at Cruel World, everyone's going to get mad at me. But it was like a full day of all amazing bands. And of course, I was going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And so by the time mm-hmm. Bauhaus came on, I was like, I have to get food before <laughs> oh, Blondie. No. So I uh, I got food during Bauhaus. But you I can bow, you bowed out on Bauhaus. I bowed out on Bauhaus. But but here's the deal. I could still hear them and they sounded great. Oh. I just couldn't okay. see them. You gotta make sacrifices at these shows. I get I totally get it. I mean, yeah. It was yeah. for my health, yes. Yes. I needed That's food. That's how Soundgarden. I, I heard Soundgarden from like however far away they're super loud. I was at Lollapalooza whenever they played, and now I was like, oh, I can hear Soundgarden from anywhere in this entire park. Yeah. Look at that. (laughs) Well, so I thought that they would also be playing in Atlanta soon, but then I think they sold out or something. Uh, Yeah, and then they had that that three-night reunion show in LA in 2019, and there they actually played Third Uncle for the first time in like 21 years. What? Oh my gosh. Some pretty lucky people at the Hollywood Palladium. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. That, that's, yeah. I, I, one day, well, one day we will we will move somewhere where there are shows. Uh, I keep looking when I go back to Atlanta, like, are there any shows happening? Just two weeks. Back. I was there for two months and no one played. And then the night that I leave, Blushing comes and plays. And then Depeche Mode came through. Duran Duran came through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But luckily, I do have very good friends that do such sweet things for me as get records for me and shirts from the shows. <laughs> you know what I found out? You know what I found out? There is a record store here that does record store day. Oh, really? In Nairobi? They're they're not on the record store day website, but there's oh. a store here called the Real Vinyl Guru. That's where I got these records from. Uh, it's a little shop that's in the middle of like a, a a market of like you know stalls of like meat and fruit. Well, that's my list. <laughs> yeah, that's a great. Li- I don't know. I literally no. Wait, I knew one of them. I think one of one of what? One of her covers. I didn't know when yeah, I, most I knew, of them though. I knew the running up the hill, and I and I had heard the the Christian death one before. Didn't I realize that was a cover? Oh yeah, yeah. I only knew the yeah, Helter Skelter how, and Third Uncle, of course. Third Uncle, I, I didn't do that. I knew that. One. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go over our short <laughs> list because I got to tell you, it was really hard. There's so many goth covers out there in the world, and uh, yeah, I felt bad to leave some of them out. Honestly, yeah. Should I should I go <laughs> down my list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay, so yeah, Susie, Dear Prudence, but I I went with uh, Passenger. Mm -hmm. Typo Negative Mm -hmm. Cinnamon Girl, Neil Young cover. Nice. Uh, Uh The Cure, Purple Haze, Jimi Hendrix cover. Echo and the Bunnymen, People Are Strange for the Lost Boys soundtrack. (laughs) What? Yes. (laughs) Um, Strawberry Switchblade, Jolene. The Smiths covering James' What's the World song. Um, Uh Crosses covering Goodbye Horses by Q Lazarus. And lastly, and this mm-hmm. one is why, why I didn't put this one on because I don't think it's really goth, but today's version of Smashing Pumpkins is goth, but 90s version of Smashing Pumpkins was not goth. They covered <laughs> Never Let Me Down Again by Depeche Mode. Okay. Yeah, it's a good one. I think that oh, for yeah. a movie too. I'm not sure. But yeah, what's your list? What's your short list? 
Um, so I had a Bauhaus song on mine too. They do, they do a lot of good covers, but uh, Spirit in the Sky. Oh, yeah. They do. Really good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Norman. Norman. Green oh, Bomb. Green Bomb. Yes. Green Bomb. So that was one on there. Um, also, um, a band called Collide does a cover of White Rabbit. Oh. Hmm. The Jefferson Airplane, and it's so good. And then I guess the other one, there was another Cure version, a Cure cover of uh, Do You Want to Touch? Oh, wait. It's only I've only found it on YouTube, but it's A good. Cure version of Do You Want to Touch by Joan Jett? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's really good if you listen to it. Okay. I, think it's only, I think it's only live on YouTube, but. Okay, I'm yeah. going to find that link. I was like, what? That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Is that it? Uh, I mean, I have a whole bunch, but yeah, I mean, those are, those are like the, the main ones that I had. I mean, there was like, oh, I mentioned earlier, there's a cover of, uh, Can't Get You Out of My Head by Clan of Zymox. Oh, yeah. And, and another band called Invisible. Oh, and real, real quick, I, I, I did play, uh, a, 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 an industrial version of Let It Go from the Frozen soundtrack. Oh my uh, gosh. By, by, by a band, by And One. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my listeners were like, Okay. We're suffering through this. We're <laughs> laughing but suffering at the same time. That's awesome. Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh. That's for goth dads for sure. Yeah. <laughs> There's a new festival happening in California called Darker yes. Waves. It's Waves? Insane. Darker Wave. And Clan of Zymox is on the lineup, but also the Cardigans, which is really why I would like to go, but I can't decide if I should go because it's expensive. Cool. But yeah. It's all in one day too. So you if you if you thought you were messing up missing Bauhaus, you're gonna miss like everybody. I mean, I <laughs> feel like I've seen everybody because they just played Cruel World like two years in a row. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those eighties bands, but yeah. the cardigans haven't toured <laughs> since like the early two thousands, oh. I feel like. What's your shortlist, Natalie? Natalie, shortlist. Um my shortlist <laughs> Well, it's basically been already shared because it's just things that have been mentioned already. I had Strange Fruit. I had Jolene. I had Can't Get You Out of My Head. There was also a version of Get Into the Groove that I have, but I don't recall the <gasps> band for that. Oh, oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Oh, Is it, um, it Chicone Youth? Just Google it. Is it Chicone Youth? Chicone Youth, yes, yeah, yeah, I yeah. know that one. Sonic yes. Youth side project? Yeah, so that was uh, that was my list. That's that record Ooh. right there. Oh, you got it. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Well, this was really fun. Oh, wait, was there more, Natalie? Oh, no, no. That's it. That's it. All okay, repeats. Yeah. Those are all excellent. What a good list of goth covers. And there's so many more. Like, there's so many. It was really hard to choose. Typo Negative has a bunch of really just like, wow, you would never expect Typo Negative to ever cover anything like that. But they do. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Yeah, typo does a lot. Deftones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this was really exciting and fun. Dark. Yeah. I, I want to hear more of... Natalie, I, I want to hear more of what you're listening to. And Tara, I can always hear what you're listening to, but I, I'm always open to hear. I, I love hearing more of what I've been... The way you describe the industrial stuff that you're into, I'm like, all right, cool. We got to trade some. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming all the way from Nairobi, Africa yeah. to talk to us in the record store. You're welcome. You're welcome. I didn't let anybody else know that I was coming into town. Oh, yeah. We won't. We we'll won't sneak you out. Anyone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll be back for Dragon Con. We'll hide you in our. <laughs> so catch me there. Our vampire capes. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> See you on my on my on my Twitch stream. Thank oh yeah, there. absolutely. Which is say it again. Uh, your schedule and your link, which we'll include. Twelve a.m. GMT, which is sadly one a.m. Eastern time. So if you happen to be up late, um, or if you're on the West Coast, that works out pretty decently. 
Um, and it's twitch.tv slash blacksunshine underscore official. And that's on Tuesdays, did you say? Sorry. On Wednesdays. That's the goth stream. Yep. And then Tuesdays is my uh, random music stream, 80s, 90s, uh, whatever. I think next, actually next Tuesday, I'm doing Britpop. <gasps> oh, so cool. What? Tune in for that. Yes. Okay, uh, we'll see everyone later. And thanks for shopping and happy trails. Thanks thanks for having me in the shop. Thank you. I'll see you guys. Bye. 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 Record Store Society is hosted by Natalie White and Tara Davies. If you'd like to contact the show, visit our website at recordstoresociety.com. Or you can find us on all your favorite social media sites with the handle at Record Store Society.